Hello, Podicumans, and welcome to the Podicusis podcast, a podcast about what Christians believe and why it matters. I'm Brett Maddox, and once again, we're joined by your very best friends, Alan Kaysen and Jim Morrow. How are you guys doing? Hardy ho, neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> you can't beat it. That's, that's good for Brett. He's made it to the 90s in his uh, pop culture explorations. Yes. And so um, that works. Yeah. That works. Yeah. Yeah. Doing Early good, Brett. How are you? You know, we never asked you. Yeah, I know, doing. Brett. How are you? Oh, oh it's, well, a, it's I... only taken us 39 episodes. Yeah. We finally want to pretend to care. How are you, Brett? <laughs> well, I'll pretend to answer this question. Um, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm fine. No. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm okay. Um, it is good to be with y'all, and it's good to be back with our Podakesis community once again. As a reminder, hit us up on social media. At Podakesis is where you can find us on Instagram, on Twitter, and on Facebook. And we do ask that you leave us a five-star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. That just helps us there and gets the word out, and we're appreciative of that. We are continuing our journey through the Ten Commandments, guys, and we are um, we are on the latter half. Last episode, we dealt with thou shalt not kill, or you shall not kill. You can do thou if you want to, but um, you shall I not can't kill. help when I'm reading commandments. Like, I, I cannot help but do the thou shalt not yeah. thing. Thou it really feels like it's more forceful, doesn't it? Thou it does. It, it does. Alan apparently does it like Thanos. But, uh, <laughs> thou shalt not or, Well, that's like Yoda or, on steroids. Or, I don't know. It just or came a out. I don't know. <laughs> I think I may have had a too uh, too big of a carbonated drink. Oscar, I'm sorry. Oscar the Grouch <laughs> reads Exodus. <laughs> That's a Grammy Award winning spoken word album of I'm the year. I'm saying make it happen. I, 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 I'm there for that. <laughs> uh, today we're dealing with um, we're dealing with the seventh commandment, um, and um, which is the seventh commandment? Which is the seventh commandment? The seventh yes. commandment is you shall not commit adultery. Oh, wow. So we've got a kind of a, light, a light a light topic. I light mean, topic today. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No biggie. Um, so if we're not to commit adultery, uh, what is actually required in the seventh commandment? Well, the seventh commandment requires the uh, preservation of our own and our neighbor's chastity in, in thought. Here, Wesley uh, crosses out heart and inserts thought um, in thought, speech, and behavior. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's an important piece to this, um, probably more for clarity's sake that he's revising this. And uh, then, uh, so if that's what's required in the seventh commandment, what's forbidden in the seventh commandment? The seventh commandment forbids all unchaste thoughts, words, and actions. Mm. Okay. All right. So, uh, we want to, um, hit up some scriptures now that talk about, um, that talk about this issue, um, of adultery. And some of them, like we've did with the, um, you shall not kill episode. Some of the proof texting that was used within the catechism itself was kind of odd, right guys? I mean, it was just little, yeah, little, it's, yeah. It's kind of odd um, and not bad. And and again, <laughs> you don't want to mess too much with folks. They they know more than we do. Yeah. The Westminster divines. They're yes. called divines for yeah, crying out loud. Yeah, no, we're right. called goobers. I don't, it's I don't have like that title. This, it's not like we, we do have masters of divinity. We do. But that doesn't do. mean much. All that means is that we paid out a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and we can make candy. <laughs> okay. 
That's a really deep cut. That's old. That's old people candy. Um, so, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> you got distracted. Yeah, yeah. I'm distracted. Y'all carry on. Yeah. Um, so we are uh, we are looking at some scriptures here, and so we're going to start with uh, we're going to start with Alan, and I think he's okay. taking us back to the Gospel of Matthew. Yeah, take us back. Um, yeah, so we're going to, Jesus, once again, just like he did with um, the uh, sixth commandment, mm-hmm. um, with murder, he um, brings this up, uh, reinterprets it uh, for um, his audience, for us, um, in the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5. And um, I'm going to read two verses uh, of chapter 5, verses 27 to 28. He says, you have heard that it was said, you shall not commit adultery. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman lustfully has already committed adultery with her in his heart. Mm. And so it's not just uh, for Jesus. It's not just the act of adultery. Um, it is the um, the heart again. It is the what's on the inside. And so... Um, for man, it would be looking at a woman lustfully. Uh, for a woman, it would be looking at a, a woman, uh, a man. But th- th- I, did I just get that <laughs> all twisted up? <laughs> all twisted up. <laughs> yeah, all right, we're going down a One rabbit hole here. One person looking uh, at another lustfully. Anyways, yes. Um, it's the heart. <laughs> um, which uh, he, he uh, Jesus goes on to talk about the heart in um, Matthew 15. The uh, Pharisees are all fussing at Jesus about his disciples not washing their hands. How dare they? How dare they? Um, yeah. Apparently, they didn't have mm-hmm. a, a pandemic going on. But, um, That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but Jesus goes on to say uh, in, in chapter 15, uh, finally kind of teaching his disciples and explaining, he says, don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? This is beginning verse 17. But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, we talked about last time, Mm -hmm. adultery this time, sexual immorality, uh, theft, false testimony, slander. Uh, These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Um, And so Jesus he 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 kind of covers the rest of the all the rest of the the commandments with that uh, mm-hmm. um it, that is that it's a heart matter and that's what we've been getting at is that mm-hmm. this is really um um adultery yes there's the act but the before the act there's a there's a sort of a betrayal of the heart that t- that takes place um and the act of adultery is just the um sort of the ramifications of mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. so um, and, and it would seem, I think, that the biblical witness about sin itself, right, human brokenness, human need for divine grace, it's a it's a heart matter that gets manifest into our actions in the world uh, around us, but it's a disposition, um, a proclivity within ourselves. Um, so, um, yeah, I, I mean, listen, in, in, in Ephesians, in Ephesians chapter, um, in chapter 5, kind of following up with that, Paul will write, uh, he will say, and this is from the Revised Standard Version, which is a kind of an older older version, um, but I, the, the language here Much is, like you. 
Uh, thank you. I, thank you. Yes, I'm I'm the revised standard version, Brett Maddox. That's me. <laughs> yes, Brett Maddox RSV. That's what yeah. I'm my RSV. <laughs> so um, uh, let me pull this up real quick. Um, so uh, Paul will write, uh, therefore be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself for us, a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But fornication and all impurity or covetousness must not even be named among you as is fitting among saints. Let there be no filthiness, nor silly talk, nor levity, which are not fitting, but instead let there be thanksgiving. Um, and he just goes on to talk about the the actions of what's going on in the community. Don't let even this be um, brought up in the community around you um, because this is a heart matter and needs to be seen as being a serious thing. And I, I think as we talk about why does this commandment still matter, one of the things that sticks out to me is, at least in our culture, but in, just even in the, our language and the, what we do, this has become such a non-serious issue. I mean, we've seen families broken apart by adultery. We've seen, um, we've seen all what has happened, but in the end, it's, it's just accepted. Our culture just accepts it. So, I mean, we have things like Ashley Madison that has this tagline, um, life is short, have an affair. You know, these are, um, these are, these are issues that our culture just says, yeah, it's, it just is what it is, uh, no matter what the consequences are to it. But it really is a heart, heart issue. Yeah. And so there's, when you're talking about adultery, one of the first places to think about is with is marriage, correct? Yes. So a, a strict definition of adultery has to do with consensual, consensual uh, sexual intimacy with someone uh, who is not your spouse. And so you have places that the catechism will bring up, for example, it talks about um, the in First Corinthians. Uh, about sexual immorality. Um, and, and, and I would say in 1 Corinthians 7, it's an odd choice to talk about with adultery because it talks, this is the part where it says, because of cases of sexual immorality, each man should have his own wife and each woman her own husband. Um, the husband should give his to his wife her conjugal rights and likewise the wife to her husband, but do not deprive one another except by agreement for a set time to devote yourselves to prayer and then come together again so that Satan may not tempt you because of your lack of self self-control. Um, and then he'll go on to talk about how um, unmarried women and the Virgin are anxious about the fair affairs of the Lord, but a married woman is anxious about the affairs of the world and how to please yeah. her husband. So it does talk about, um, I guess in this context, you could talk about the power of sexuality yeah. Um, and that Paul is locating its proper place within marriage. Um, and there's a place here uh, to talk about more so maybe sexuality and marriage in general than there is adultery here. Um, it's almost as if put in this context, the Westminster Catechism wants to say um, that partners are responsible for their others' faithfulness sexually, uh, you could go that route, and that's not really helpful. But at any rate, you've got this this really important idea that the Bible locates um, sexuality within marriage, mm -hmm. and do not commit adultery from there. Do not be sexually immoral outside mm -hmm. of your marriage. There, There is the other place, though, that the catechism and the scriptures pull out, which is not just about 
marriage. It's about how we regard other people, how we think, how we act alone with other people, about other people, et cetera. So it's, it's preserving the chastity. I think that's a very fascinating phrase. It is, yeah. To preserve yeah. the chastity, your own and others. Yeah. How many times have y'all heard the word chastity like used in a serious way um, lately? Not, no, never, not, no, lately. No, no. not often. No, I ain't heard it. No. It's fascinating. It's, there's, if it's not cool anymore, there should be like an, another word. That's not a bad word, but I like how the catechism and the script drawing from the scriptures talk about um, preserving your chastity and that of another. Yeah. Um, and why? Why should we do that? It's because we are beautiful under the Lord and we are created by him for his ultimate goodness. And we don't always know what ultimate goodness is. And if we ride on our feelings and desires all the time, what we feel might be good in a moment is not ultimately good and harmful mm -hmm. to us and others. Mm -hmm. It's just really interesting. Yeah. Anyway, it's another place where I feel like maybe that maybe the, the Westminster divines were like pulling a late night as they were getting to these questions. They're like, dude, <laughs> well, we, they we need, need some Bible passage. <laughs> need some Bible passages. Man, with that publication deadline's coming up, what are we gonna do? <laughs> I'm kind of kidding. I'm kind of kidding. You know, John Wesley and his notes on the Old Testament, this is one of the shortest uh, explanation notes that he has on the Ten Commandments um, for, for verse 14. And basically he writes, This commandment forbids all acts of uncleanness with all those desires which produce those acts and war against the soul. Um, and so um, for, for Wesley, it's not just—it's it's broader— than just the act of what we would consider to be adultery, unfaithfulness out, um, sexual unfaithfulness outside of, uh, of marriage. Um, it's it's all those desires. I mean, he uses the word all like three or four times in that one little sentence um, that forgets all acts of uncleanness with all those desires which produce those acts of war against the soul. So it's it's an important piece to um, it's just encompassing uh, so many different things. Which brings up this question. In the world we live in today, <clears throat> and in the world in in, in the church, uh, does this commandment even matter anymore? Um, it just seems like yes, we we've seen the devastation of adultery. We as pastors have dealt with that with others, with um, maybe colleagues in ministry, but also with church members um, in the churches we have served. We have seen it firsthand the devastation to families. But then we've also seen that it just there are other things that seem to be a lot bigger deal in the life of the church than this. Uh, I just wonder, do we even care anymore? Does this, does this commandment even matter anymore? I mean, I believe it does, by the way. I'm not just asking that, just whatever. <laughs> I, I believe it absolutely, absolutely does, but we've taken kind of a almost a laissez-faire attitude towards, towards this, I think. Um, in the church and definitely in the community, um, in, the, in our culture. Um, well, I think there are things that are, especially in the culture, I think there's things that are cyclical. And it may appear that this doesn't matter. Um, but I guarantee you there's some people who are listening right now who have experienced it, um, either committing it or been, you know, um, you know uh, who've been on the other side and i just think we as the church we still have to 
we have to remind and we have to teach. It's like with so many other subjects and topics um, that we've we've talked about here on the podcast. Um, it's something that we still have to teach about. And, um, you know, um, I think the danger is if we stop, if we stop um, talking about it. Um, so I think it's, I think it's, I think it absolutely matters. Um, I knew, um, I knew this couple when I was younger, um, in, um, at another church, I wasn't serving that church. I was a member of the church though. And, um, this wonderful, beautiful, loving couple where, uh, this guy had, um, years and years, decades before had been a serial adulterer, um, against his wife. And, um, for years and years and years, they had this kind of, uh, both of them had this uh, dramatic um, come to Jesus moment, Uh, just the Holy Spirit and the the, the love and grace of God got a hold of them both around the same time. And he, he confessed his sin before his wife and before others. He repented of it. And I mean, God took and what was broken and, 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 shameful, I'm sure, and just destructive and brought great healing. And this was one of the most loving, when I knew them, they were much older at the time. He, this was part of their testimony. They would tell um, this just wonderful, beautiful uh, um, uh, marriages that had gone on for decades after all this to the point where uh, because of what God had done, they built a little chapel in one of their spare rooms they had in their house. They turned it into this little chapel. They'd go in there together every day and pray together, um, and that was something they did uh, right from the start of that kind of new life that Christ brought into them. So I do think it's important to understand that God can work work redemption out of any brokenness, um, as we've talked about before. And so there's some beautiful stories of redemption, even in the stories of brokenness and adultery uh, that we've heard. Oh, yeah, I think we've all, I would think we probably all have some stories of how God has, you know, just sh- showered his grace and and uh, restored uh, relationships yep. that have been, um, you know, were, were broken yeah. because of adultery. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's important to to kind of keep this at the forefront because it t- speaks about the kind of people that we are to be, which is not the way we're formed outside of the faith in our cultural moment. Um, we are not, we don't have to be driven by our desires. Mm. Um, mm. I don't think that I would be saying anything new to say out loud that sexual desires are strong and they can really pull a person, uh, all of their thoughts and will and directions. But to say, do not commit adultery and to talk about faithfulness and preserving the chastity and the, and viewing one another, other people as whole beings and not just sexual beings and sexual objects, that is a whole different kind of worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, To be able to say, Mm -hmm. I am not driven by, I'm driven by something higher than sexual desire. Whereas right now, if you were to pay attention to the cultural moment, um, your sexual desire is kind of paramount. Yeah. Uh, if <laughs> are y'all from, y'all are familiar with Will Willimon, aren't you? Yeah, sure. Uh, is a former Bishop, uh, former, uh, Duke divinity chapel, uh, chaplain. 
and he's famously said about him that there's not a word that he has said that is unpublished. Yeah. <laughs> but he's got a really provocative way of speaking. Um, he says that one of the one of the only things that gets people's attention anymore is orgasm. Mm. And he's talking just about like the pure adrenaline of any kind of pleasure, be it sexual or not. He uses it as a provocative way. But that doesn't have to. There's something higher than that. There's something higher than the huge hit of adrenaline and that we can be faithful to one, uh, faithful to God. Mm. It's a whole different framework. I think it's important to lift that out. You know, it's interesting that in the prophets, one of the main ways that God describes Israel's sinful behavior and broken Mm. relationship with God is as an adulterous nation. Yes. Um. That's a big deal. But yeah. you know, I'm, I'm not trying to rant. Y'all stop me at any time. Rant no, away. Um, rant away. I think it also has to do with the fact that we don't really know what sex is. Um, and the church has had trouble teaching about that for some reason. Um, we don't know what bodies are. We don't know who people are. We don't know what relationships are. And so in the absence of information, people fill in the gaps with things like whatever makes me feel whole and good. Mm-hmm. Um, my flight of fancy, which would give me a great rush of uh, pleasure or fulfillment now, be it sexual or with relationships or whatnot, that is the most important. Um and that's that's not necessarily the highest good. Right. You know what's interesting also about this do not commit adultery uh, part of the catechism or the the catechist, catechetical teaching here is the role uh, that we have in um, uh, preserving not only our own chastity, but our neighbor's chastity. Um, mm. the, the the role of community here, of, 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 of our... We have we have a role in our neighbor's life, and you know neighbors being used for the our, our the community around us, the people around us. Um, this isn't just about, and I think this is the great lie uh, that we get into uh, when adultery or any other type of um, uh, covenant breaking thing happens um, in marriage or whatever um, is that it's um, it affects no one but me. Mm. Um, it, it's just it, it, or us. Uh, when in fact it there's a communal aspect to to all of this and a communal call for us to think of others above ourselves even so um that that's an interesting part of this so what role do you think we have in preserving our own and our neighbor's chastity like how do we go about doing that what does that look like for us do y'all think hmm. <clears throat> That's a that's a You stumped me, Brett. <laughs> well, for whatever reason that Philippians 2 passage comes to me, uh the kenosis passage from uh Philippians 2 uh where we're told to have the mind of Christ, to think of others above ourselves, um uh to um to um take on the attitude of Christ who emptied himself to the form of, I, I do think there's something to to that. And Jim, I think you're sort of hitting on this with the things you were just saying earlier. Um, it, it's not about 
ultimately what it comes down to is not about our own desires. It's not about our own sexual impulses or our feelings or what brings us gratification. Because ultimately what all that is, is say, all that does is says, I'm I'm the I'm the the greatest end to all things. Like I mm-hmm. it That's puts right. it puts me at the top when, you know, let's go back to what Rick Warren writes in A Purpose Driven Life. It's not about me. Right? Isn't that what this is? It's not about me. Um and that it's about my relationship with God, um, and his his role in my life, but it's also about my relationship with others. I mean, this 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 commandment is within that section of the Ten Commandments that deals with our relationship with others. And so um, I am not the greatest end, or as I'm constantly reminded by my wife, it's not all about you, Brett. It's not all about you. Mm-hmm. And I need to be reminded that of that all, all the time. So, you know, I do think we need to start thinking about the role we have in preserving not only our own chastity, but are also our neighbors. You know, if we believe that we are created in the image of God uh, and that we matter to God, um, body, mind, spirit, soul, et cetera, and others do too, that changes some things. You got to think about that, um, that other people are complete and whole people. And if we want to follow in the example of Christ, and to fully live in the goodness of what it means to be human. You can't just look at people as sexual objects. Mm. Uh, even mm-hmm. in even when you're struggling, and it's hard, people. I know yeah. it's difficult. Um, you've got to re- you can really we can train ourselves to to really push back against any broken desire that would minimize somebody to less than uh, an image bearer of God. That's one of the pernicious matters of pornography. Mm. And pornography is dangerous and everywhere. I would say it's dangerous. Some people celebrate it. Um, I don't. It's dangerous, Um, but it's everywhere. It's prolific now um, with the internet and devices everywhere. And people just need to be more hypervigilant about children and screen time and all this stuff. But um, it seems like, Brett, you said this, this doesn't matter to anyone else, but um, the Catechism, Wesley, and the Scriptures are keen to remind us that um, not committing adultery involves the movements of our hearts mm-hmm. and our thoughts. Mm-hmm. Um, and and if that doesn't matter to you, remember that the person, uh, the people that you would view, um, uh, are whole people, and that by viewing them as such and um, providing traffic to pornographic websites, they you are not lifting up their whole humanity. Right. Um, and if that doesn't offer you any impulse to change a thought, just remember that not everybody is on screen willingly. Mm. Um, and that's worth remembering. Yes. Um, because we just want to celebrate that people are whole people. They're more, they're more than what we can get out of them, not just physically, but that's the whole matter of exploitation and the entire area of, mm-hmm. of social life. Mm-hmm. Um, be it when the Bible talks about not charging interest and all of these other things. Um, we just, people are not out there for us to exploit. They are whole human beings for us to serve and be in relationship with. Right. Y'all are welcome to edit any of that no, out of the podcast no, to be like that, that is absolutely Nothing. true. Um, I, you're, you're absolutely right. Absolutely. Well, I think, I think, um, I mean, I think the church has got to do it. We've got to do a better job of talking about this. Um, just 
adultery, sex, um, whatever. Um, what was the thing? Um, that's going to be the title of our episode, adultery, <laughs> sex, whatever. Yeah, adultery, <laughs> sex, whatever. Um, you know, there's those topics that, that you just didn't mention in church. I think it was like politics and sex or money and sex. I don't know. Uh, well, now politics, you, that's, that's out the window. You know, you, that's whole churches are based around yeah. political movements now. Um, but I still feel like um, in so many ways, we're not open about things like of this nature and so we don't know how to talk about it we don't know how to talk about it you know without little giggles or um or or just being just just like you did jim i mean just um so we've got to have we've got to be able to talk to people um about their struggles about um and there's there's certainly right and wrong places to do that within the church right um and so you got to be careful there but um small groups are important um yeah you definitely have to use wisdom yeah you have to use wisdom um but you know parents need to learn how to talk to their kids about it Uh, especially as jim alluded to with the screens and so forth it is so easy um and they could just one click they're there um knowingly or not um Mm -hmm. And again, I think this goes back to the whole thing. Adultery is not just uh, married men and women, um, something between the two of them. It, this is Jesus Jesus and the scriptures. They open it up to everybody. This is this is everyone's heart. Um, and this is not a, just a men's issue or a woman's issue. This is a humanity issue. Um, everyone's struggling um, in some way, shape, or form. I don't mean to say that everybody's struggling sexually. I'm just saying that... Um, um, both men and women struggle with it. Um, and so we just got to be able to talk about it. That's right. Uh, let's push. And Go ahead, one, of, one of the issues that makes it hard, difficult to talk about sometimes is that we can, let's admit Christian people, we can come off pretty judgmental about these things. Yeah. Um, and, and very legalistic. And we just, we got to be careful about that. And that's why um, it's really important to be in a community um, to have, uh, a pastor and a, and a small group of accountability people that are somebody who knows you deeply and you know them, because this is the kind of stuff that you can teach on the big level, but like it's getting down to helping one another um, at, a, at a smaller, more granular level is going to help out. Um, it's Cause I think maybe part of the silence on the church or part of the inaction on the church has been, you know, pushback from, just focusing a lot on um, sexual rules and modesty rules and uh, length of hems on dresses, et cetera, et cetera. Um, We don't have to do it that way. And while we walk through this, let's remember that we're just trying to help people find life. I don't, I can't, I can't, I have no interest in managing your life. I have no interest in managing anybody's life. I'm a pastor. So I tell this to people all the time. I have no interest in managing your life. I can barely manage my own life. Right. I, I just say. want you to find, <laughs> I just want you to find life. Yeah. That's, that's all I care about. Um, and I'm not here to, to make you feel bad about anything, but if you feel bad, then there might be something there worth thinking about. That's yes, right. Right. And let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. And let me walk with you through that. Um, so there are ways to, to do that. It just, you got to remember people are beautiful. Mm-hmm. in spirit, body, mind, soul, the totality of who they are. And faithfulness matters. Um, 
And so I think that's part of the heart of the commandment. And as I talk about it today. Yeah. Um, I do also want to lift up, Alan brought up small group, but particularly the band meeting on this is, I think is an important piece. This is a, this is a small group. That's a really small accountability group that you would have of two or three folks, um, who you would just be able to share life with and not just life, but like your deepest, darkest places in life. And it, um, go ahead. And it's gender and it's gender separated too, because we, we do get to a, a point where, you know, men need to talk to men about things and women need to talk to women about things. Yeah. Um, not, um, not to, not to separate them, not to think that they can't be in other groups, but there are particularly with the band meeting, yeah. um, in order to be honest with one another, it needs to be, uh, gender, um, I guess separated. So, yeah, I, I agree. And, um, but it's no more than like two or three, you get together, you, you, you hold each other accountable. They know every dark secret of yours, you know, theirs and y'all push each other. This is that whole sanctification. This is that part um, in the episode with Kevin Watson that was a couple weeks ago that um, it, it gets to, you know, sanctification is only possible in, in group. Like, it's only possible in these accountability groups, being able to hold each other um, each other accountable um, and to, pull, to spur each other on, to push each other, um, to iron sharpening iron in, in, in a way. And so when we deal with issues of adultery, sexual sin, pornography, whatever it is, uh, it's so uh, pernicious and it's so, um, there's, it's so big and pervasive within our, in our culture. We need each other. We can't do it alone. We're just going to get beaten every time if we do it by ourselves. I mean, just there, there's no one that can do this by themselves. Um, and then, uh, Jim, I, I appreciate you bringing up the pornography piece um, of this because that's an, a very important part to this, which would be adultery in and of itself, getting to the words of Jesus. Um, it is, just call it for what it is. It is, um, it is that. It's not one of those things that every man just does or every woman just does or whatever. It is sin and brokenness, and we need to call it for what it is. Um, uh, but you were talking about we need to be able to see people for who they were created to be, the beauty of who they were created to be, not as objects to be used for our own desires. That doesn't just include pornography. It also includes that coworker you work with who you're trying to use to fill a void that maybe you're not getting at home because of whatever's going on at home. You, people are not the objects of our desire. They're not. I, I thank you for sharing that, that people are created in the image of God. They're beautiful creations. Uh, that that's a that's a that's a worldview change for us uh, when right. we think of it in that way. People are not objects to fill our own desires. <laughs> it's not about us. Um, so, I appreciate. And that's that. one of the reasons I think about the Ten Commandments as, and just the the Bible and the Christian worldview is something that shapes us. I know that the Ten Commandments are etched in stone, uh, but I think that they etch the stone of our hearts into the shape Ooh. that God would have us to be, um, and so. It's just, it's, it is, it's, it's a marinate in the scriptures. That's why, that's why it matters. It changes. It doesn't just tell you what not to do. It tells you, and it opens your heart for the Holy Spirit to help you become the kind of person that will have the greatest good and the greatest beauty in life. Mm. I don't know if you know how good of a line that was that you said. <laughs> I just made it up. <laughs> just made it up. That's pretty did good. Did you really? That's, that's a pretty good. Yeah, just made it up. That was, that's pretty that's, good. That's pretty good. I want to be like Jim when I grow up. <laughs> no, 
No, you, you don't. Because I, I told my church the other day and some people were like, they called me and were like, thank you for saying this out loud. I said, I'm an external processor. I think by talking and writing. Yeah. And I turned to all of my staff members and my wife and I said, I'm very sorry. And they all were like, you better be. Because what it means is I talk all the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, I know had that. some church members call and they were like, man, thank you for saying that. I realize now that I could shut up sometimes. <laughs> anyway, that was such a good you know, uh, Jim, on a podcast, that's kind of a good thing. Oh, that's true. I know. That's, 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 that's what we're thing. doing. That's what we're doing. That's why our podcasts are seven hours long. <laughs> um, you know, once again, this matters. It matters deeply and completely, and it's not easy. Um, I said in the last episode, these these things are not easy. They they speak to our hearts. They get to the very soul of who we are. Um, and sometimes when we when we view ourselves in a mirror that these like these 10 commandments and the rest of the law require you know do they just reflect back on us help us see ourselves for who we really are uh we don't like what we see and for some of us we just turn away from it and walk you know go you know don't deal with it but the beautiful thing is god never turns away from us he continues to pursue us even in our brokenness even in our sin um, even when we fail each other and that's the beauty of the gospel to me is that even when we fail him even when we fail each other, there's that line in First John, if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us of all unrighteousness. I think that's one of the most beautiful verses, promise-filled verses that there is in Scripture, this idea that God is faithful and just to make us into the people we were created to be, even when we fail him, even when we fail each other. Um, so don't, don't think that you are, your identity is um, in what you've done. And let's say you're listening to this podcast, and you have, um, in your past, committed adultery. Um, don't think that's who you are. In Christ, you are different. You are changed. You are transformed. And so live in, live in that promise. Um, and um, if you want someone to pray with you, if you're dealing with struggles with pornography, if you're dealing with struggles with um, sexual thoughts about a coworker that you're not married to or, you know, whatever, um, if you need somebody just, if you need to just be able to say something to somebody that can help at least be praying for you, um, I would tell you first, try to find someone in your community. But if you can't find that person, um, you can email us at our show. We'll, everything you send to us is confidential. So we'll pray for you. We'll pray for you, and we'll be that community for you at least to help you get started on the right track. So um, please, please feel free to do that. Um, well, guys, I think we're going to wrap this uh, wrap this episode up. Y'all have any anything else y'all want to talk about with this commandment? Or... I would just uh, offer a couple practical resources here. Oh, yeah. um, Covenant, CovenantEyes.com is a way I know that uh, people who struggle with um, sexual addictions, pornography addictions, or just di disordered uh, matters in that. It can be hard to talk to somebody. You need to break the ice. So covenanteyes.com. And um, if you don't mind uh, Roman Catholic um, directed program, strive21.com, uh, they both offer uh, resources that kind of soften the blow of saying the thing out loud for the first time, like, Hey, I need help overcoming this. Mm -hmm. Um, and so I would also echo, please lean on people in your community, mm -hmm. uh, that you can trust. I just, uh, yeah, we, we root for you. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we pray for God's greatest good in your life. And there's always, always um, a way forward. Mm-hmm. Amen. So that's all I have to add. There are in, in communities around us too. I know we have one actually that um, um, is connected with us here. If there are um, communities of folks who, um, much like with uh, narcotics or with alcohol, you know, alcohol is anom- anonymous or narcotics anonymous, there are um, uh, healing groups or, or recovery groups um, that deal with sexual sin that meet all over the place. And so, um, we may be able to help you find a group if you need that, but there are you can just look it up in your community and find those places too, and those can be very, very helpful as well and life-giving. Um, so lots going on here. Who knew? I mean, you know, last episode on that, on You Shall Not Kill, this episode on on adultery, the next episode on stealing, and on, I mean, the, 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 when you start getting to the heart of the matter, man, it, it really... There, there's just a lot there. There's just a lot there, and um, that's that's not a bad thing. We're talking about lives here. So. That's right. And, you know, we could honestly, and three of us might consider doing this as like a, maybe a part two to this episode, or maybe if we have like a wrap-up later on, because we talked a lot about sexual sin today, but um, the what marriage is and how faithfulness in it matters and uplifts God and one another, that would be really a great place. Uh, so if you were listening and wondered why we did, why we focused on one and not the other, that's on our minds too. Yeah. Um, and it just happens that we recorded today and had this conversation. That's exactly but we might right. actually want to pick that. <laughs> we might want to pick this up um, in a wrap up of some kind in a, in a few weeks or months Yeah. Uh, to talk um, about why it matters for faithfulness. I like that. Absolutely. I think that um, is, uh, would, be, would be important. All right, everyone. Well, thank you for join us, uh, joining us as we talked about this commandment. The next episode, we'll be dealing with the Eighth Commandment on not stealing. So um, we'll need to deal with Alan Kaysen with some of his proclivities. <laughs> hey. Don't call me out like that. <laughs> Uh, man, as, always, oh man. <laughs> as always, we're part of the Spirit and Truth Podcasting Network. You can find out all about that at spiritandtruth.life. And we want to remind you of the Spirit and Truth Conference, March 17th through the 19th in Dayton, Ohio. You can register for that conference at spiritandtruth.life. And if you'll put podichesis, P-O-D-E-C-H-E-S-I-S, in the discount box, you will get some money off of your registration. That's the Spirit and Truth Conference, March 17th through the 19th in Dayton, Ohio. And we... We, your favorite podcast team ever, is going to be there. And it's going to be awesome. That's right. (laughs) And we want to see. We're going to be where? Omeo, Omayo, Dayton, Ohio. (laughs) I've wanted to say that for for weeks now. It's really stupid, but I got it out. I'm so proud of you, Jim. (laughs) There you go. You know, I'm going to say it all the time, and David Watson's probably going to (laughs) smack. That'd be that'd be awesome. I'll make sure that the recording equipment is going when that does happen, though. We we want to get that on. We want to get that on tape. But anyway, oh, that's um, meme worthy. <laughs> absolutely. Um, hit us up on social media at Podakesis is where you can find us: Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can email us questions at podakesis.com. Questions at podakesis.com. Leave a five star rating and a review on Apple Podcasts. And until next time, I'm Brett Maddox. That is Jim Morrow. That is Alan Kaysen. And I don't know why I'm saying that is because people can't see where I'm pointing (laughs) and whatever. But um, they're here. They're somewhere. Uh, But uh, for those guys, uh, we'll see you next time on the Podakesis Podcast. Y'all have a great one. Bye.